Welcome, all you beautiful souls. We are Kat and Ash of Empathetic Villains, and we are here to share our personal thoughts and opinions about our healing journeys and what we've learned along the way. Hello, hello. Hi. It's a beautiful day. It is. It's starting to like feel kind of fall-ish out. And... Well, don't hold your breath. It's supposed to be 80 tomorrow. You. <laughs> no, thank you. No, no, no. No, no, no. So we just got back from a girls' trip this weekend. I had so much fun. It was really fun. It was very relaxing. Lots of nature. Lots of nature. Lots of laughing. Good time. We did a a, a bonding activity of <laughs> very difficult Legos. <laughs> I mean, it depends on who you ask. If you don't steal other people's Legos, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> We made the, um, I don't know, I saw it on TikTok. There was a Lego set that's like the flower stems. And um, I thought that'd be a cute idea to do for a girls weekend because, you know, then you get a little thing to take home with you. And Kathy was so cute. She made us these vases and they have all kinds of pretty racks in them with different meanings and... Got us a tray that apparently I came up with the idea for, but I don't recall. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but they were like, they were kind of hard to put together. They were. More I mean, difficult than a normal Lego set. Well, yeah, because there's all those tiny pieces. And then like the way they have them put, you, put them together, like some of them just fall off. So I feel like if you're a very frustrated person, the Lego flowers are probably not for you. Not for you. Not for you. But we had fun. We joked the whole time and I thought it was a fun act. Legos with our boobs. It's fine. (laughs) Hungry, hungry. That's what they're they're there for. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Save it for later. Got yelled at by some chipmunks. I don't know. I had a great time with you this weekend. I think that was something I really needed. We We found a new favorite crystal store. Oh, yes. We even got to cuddle with each other. And by cuddle, I mean sleep on completely opposite sides of a king-size bed. (laughs) Pillows in between. Pillows in between us. Uh, We sat very closely on the couch one time. That is true. That is true. I'm not a big... um, touch person i don't like to be touched so it's called affection (laughs) ew disgusting it sounds terrible i enjoy cuddles from the right people i know you like cuddles i only like cuddles from my kids like literally yeah from certain people otherwise don't touch me correct so if you are close to me and i decide to give you a cuddle you know I really love you. If I sit that close to you on a chair. They're there. They're there. Pat on the head. Oh, yeah. Affection is weird. Yeah. We're weird. It's fine. Everything's true. So, yeah, we did some shopping and played some board games, relaxed, made some food. 
went out and got some other good food. Snacked on some food. Snacked on some food. <laughs> Drank some drinks. Slept in every room of the house. <laughs> Kathy and I also shared a bunk bed the one night because we're just that cool. Hey, it's more room for activities. <laughs> well, that and also I have realized now that I am too old to be going up and down a bunk bed ladder. We both got hurt in that room. <laughs> well, and the floor was concrete. So I was like, if I fall off this ladder... It's going to be a not fun girls weekend anymore. That's going to ruin it for me. You probably would have hit your head on this. Well, first she didn't think there was a ladder. So watching her get up there without a ladder was great. That was great fun. And I'm like, um. Who puts a ladder in the corner of the room? With a blanket on. Decor. With a bl- it was like a blanket. It looked like a blanket ladder, not a regular ladder. It was a blanket ladder, but also a functional bunk bed. <laughs> Come on, it wasn't entertaining to watch me try to get my my butt up on a top bunk. Yes, and also slightly frightening. <laughs> Whatever. But did I die? No, we're fine. We didn't die. It's fine. Sleeping on the ground level of a strange house with locked doors. It's fine. Everything's fine. You worry too much. I had your back. Phobia unlocked. (laughs) That one's been unlocked for a while. Give me a break. I mean, that's true. I watch too many horror movies. True. So today we are talking about accountability and what that means to you and the people around you. So I have a quote here. It says, accountability feels like an attack when you're not ready to acknowledge how your behavior harms others. And then I have words not matching actions is called manipulation and refusing to be held accountable for it is called gaslighting, which I think for both of us, this is something that we've experienced um, quite a few times. Um, so like me personally, like accountability means like you're, what you're telling me is what I'm expecting you to do. And if you are not following through on those promises or you're just making excuses, making excuses, that's when I put my boundaries up and I'm like, no, like this is what you told me. I'm not playing games. You, we either fix it or we move on. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I am with that. Um, and I think it's important, like, not only for ourselves to be accountable for ourselves, but, like, having people that have your back that can point out when you need that. Like, saying, hey, listen... You said you wanted to do this, but this is what I'm getting. Like, it's important to have those friends that'll say that for you instead of just being like, yeah, yeah, it's fine. And then so, getting angry about it. So you then? Everyone needs a you is what you're telling me? I mean, I'm not perfect. but No one said you were perfect. None of us are perfect. But you definitely... Saying it in gentle ways. Like, you don't have to be a jerk about, like, 
So somebody isn't doing something that you like or whatever. Like, you don't have to be like, hey, stop being a jerk. Like, you can say it nicely. Like, hey, I think so-and-so didn't really um, take that the way you thought they did. Or maybe you should have said that a different way. Or I didn't like how you were treating me or I don't like how you were treating our friend like little things like that Um, yeah I think um you know just what I have down here is just in general for accountability just owning your words and your own actions so when someone does tell you hey that hurt my feelings or I didn't like how this was presented or whatever it may be being able to step back and be like, okay, I acknowledge the fact that I hurt somebody. I didn't mean it that way, but that's how you felt. So, you know, your feelings are valid. How do we work this out? That sort of thing. But but not saying, you know, I don't agree with that and not acknowledging that your words or your actions can hurt someone even when they're not intended to and taking accountability and owning that. Right. And there is a thing called toxic accountability that I came across, which um, some of the things that happens with that is uh, you can inflict deep wounds on your self-worth, your reputation and your mental health. Um, When you use your bias, as an end all like your opinion is better than someone else's no that's not that's not accountability that's just your opinion accountability is you're accepting someone for who they are and you're putting up those boundaries and saying hey that's not okay with me I don't like how that makes me feel Mm -hmm. you're not like making someone change for them to change, they have to make that decision for themselves. So you can either walk away if they don't respect what you've told them. You can live with it, but don't expect them to change if they don't want to. Um, Right on. Right on. (laughs) Uh, one of my big things, too, is learning to apologize without the but. So how, you know, how do you do that in a way that you're, you're portraying to the person, I did not mean that to come across this way. I understand it hurt you or whatever it may be. I'm sorry. And not having to always add but I have this and the other thing going on right now, and I'm really stressed out about work. So that's why I, you know, just saying sorry without that but afterwards. Right. And meaning it and knowing you don't, you can just acknowledge the fact that you hurt someone or did something, you know, whatever it may be without adding all the extra stuff in that's going to make them feel like it's not a valid apology or whatever. Right. Like communication is a big part of accountability. 
um, letting people know what your goals are and help you plan for success. Like, I think sometimes you get caught up in your own mind that we forget to tell people around us what we're doing. Um, and then, yeah, so we slowly fall into a pattern that's not where we were headed. It's hard to stay accountable when you don't have people saying, hey, I thought you were doing this or what happened to doing this? Like some people aren't going to do it in a mean way. They just want to know, hey, what are you up to? Or how's this going? Like, you don't have to have someone be your cheerleader the whole time, but sometimes it's good to check in Mm -hmm. um, with other people to keep you accountable. Mm -hmm. And then, and the other, I mean, there's a lot of different scenarios where you should be accountable, but like, we all make mistakes, like own up to your mistakes. Um, Like, for the most part, people, well, I know I, I personally, like, in a situation I don't care what your excuse is typically as long as you're communicating with me and we're fixing the problem I was gonna say the same thing if you (laughs) like acknowledge what happened let's fix the problem and then like if we need to discuss anything more we can but like just let's fix the problem right I messed up and then and it, I'm sorry right. and let's how do I fix it? Mm-hmm. For sure. Simple as that. And if somebody gets mad at you for that or is not accepting of that, then walk away from that situation because nothing's going to change their mind. They just want to be angry about it. Mm-hmm. They're going to hold a grudge and that goes back to toxic accountability. But when their words aren't matching their actions, like they want to be your friend, but only on their terms. And that's not okay. And then um, I have some different tips. Tips and tricks. One of, well, I have another thing. I I was thinking I was reading this in a book, but. um, Don't lie. You saw it on a TikTok. (laughs) Sometimes I read books. (laughs) I know you do. (laughs) Or listen to books. Um, Same difference. So like a good visual is like excuses are like band-aids, but stitches mend the wounds. So recognizing the problem, forming a plan, executing, and revisiting, um, and then accepting that change doesn't happen overnight and that it's important to celebrate the small victories to become self-aware because change is hard and you're not gonna right so sometimes it takes a long time for people to change but you gotta celebrate those small victories i agree i think to like a a tip or trick i was gonna say (laughs) is just for me personally like what i've learned over the last couple years, especially this year, like not letting my emotions take over when you're yeah. in those situations, when someone is, you know, calling you out for something when you need to take accountability, um, like 
being able to not get emotional right away, take a step back, actually hear what the person is saying, listen to it. Because typically, at least for me, when those things happen, I just like black out and like I don't even read everything the way it should be read. And it's just like you pick out keywords and then you're like so worked up. And I, I do that when I get, you know, sometimes if I get called out on stuff, the first response is just like the emotions take over. So like being able to take a step back, which I'm teaching, trying to teach myself like, okay, you're feeling that feeling. So this is the point in time where you either step back from the situation, you take a deep breath, you compose yourself because, uh, the past has told us in these situations, you're going to lash out and it's not going to end well and you're going to feel horrible afterwards and you're going to realize you were wrong. So learning your, your tells and the signs you get, you know, the way your body changes, your breathing or whatever it may be, when those things start happening, when you get those signs, figuring out how to remove yourself from being in your emotions and taking a step back and just listening to what the other person is saying. And one thing that I always do, and I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's part of my ADHD is while someone is talking, I'm listening to them, but I'm also at the same time formulating my response or what I want to contribute to the conversation at the same time. So sometimes like I just let the listening kind of go to the wayside and I'm more focused on what I'm going to say next or remembering the thing I want to say. And then I formulate responses and stuff. And I need to sometimes bring myself back and be like, no, listen, listen, you're just, you know, trying to keep things moving along, but you need to actually listen and hear the words. Right. And I think another part of that is realizing that words can be weapons and you don't want to use your words. Like I am also, I'm guilty of this. Like when I'm mad and I'm in the moment, I can lash out. And because I am empathetic and because I listen so intently, Like, I know what's going to hurt you, and I can throw it in your face, and that's a really bad trait that I have that I'm working on, Um, because when I get to that spot, when I'm done and I'm frustrated, it doesn't happen a lot, but I will lash out, and I know that it's not okay, and even if it's true, like, there's there's a different way to approach it, and Throwing things in people's faces is not is not okay. Um, so I think when you are setting a goal for yourself, I think it's important that you understand your why and you use it as a motivation uh, for your direction that you're going. So like for me, I know that using my words as weapons is not okay. And my why is I don't want to hurt someone the way that I've felt in the past. I Mm -hmm. never want to put someone in that situation where 
there so upset and just hating life because of something I said, which I never want to do. Like, I want to fix the problem. I want to understand why it got to that point. And then I just want to move on from there. Well, I think, too, like, part of that is, though, you and I are the kind of people that when that stuff happens to us, we just, like, repeat it over and over and over and over again in our heads. So it's like if you unintentionally, you know, still hurt someone, they could be doing the same thing. So even though you unintentionally did it, you know, that accountability is a huge thing because you're you're acknowledging the person, you know, what they're feeling. And maybe that stops that, you know, constant loop of the bad things in your head going over and over and over again. Right. It's having that communication and having those conversations. And they're uncomfortable. They're incredibly uncomfortable. We don't have to go into it, but like you and I went through one of these things last week and it was uncomfortable and we needed to have a conversation and it got resolved and I felt really good after we talked and everything. But like, I mean, the best things in life aren't supposed to be comfortable, right? Right. You, it's an uncomfortable conversation sometimes or situation, but I'm trying to like ground myself back to the fact at the end of the day, we're all human beings and we all serve a purpose. So no one is any, you know, better or worse than anyone else. So at the end of the day, it's a lot of this stuff isn't that serious. If you can find and I mean I think we have to remember that we all grew up differently. We all have different parents. We all are taught something different. We all value something different. Some of those things can overlap. Some of those things can be the same. But at the end of the day, we all have our little unique things that we do or say or a way that we do things. And whether it's right or wrong, um, those things are ingrained in us. And sometimes it takes someone else pointing that out and saying, hey, I don't think that's an appropriate way to talk, or this isn't the appropriate time to bring that up, or not the appropriate audience, or not the appropriate setting for something. Like, I think when you come from a place, because I've met a lot of different people, I've I have a lot. I mean, I have a I have a lot of different acquaintances and a lot of different backgrounds. So like it's just a mending melding of all these different personalities. You don't know what someone's going through mentally. You don't know what could set them off. And again, I'm not saying like I hate the word trigger because triggers are your own it's triggering me. It's triggering me that you hate the word trigger. I know I hate that word, but like you need to be responsible of your like. Not, we don't need to put trigger warnings on everything. Like that's part of growing. That's a part of accountability. 
Like you need to recognize where you need to grow and other people are allowed to say things and other people are allowed to do things and it's not going to hurt you. Like they're not doing it to hurt you. They're doing it to share a story or they're, it's a movie. Like I feel like if it's something that's affecting you, it's something that you are working on, turn it off, walk away, don't read it. You don't need to comment on everything. Not everything requires an argument or an answer or a comment. Like, it's okay to just walk away. Even on, like, the internet, it's okay to just not watch it and walk away and not agree with it. Like, we're all individual people. It's okay. School of your life. <laughs> Seriously, it's hard. It's hard in this age of, you know, internet and social media and stuff because it's like everyone thinks it's okay to just say whatever they want because they're behind a keyboard or whatever it is. Right. And just remembering that stuff, like, just you can walk away. You don't have to make a comment. I see stuff all the time that I would, I feel. 100% against or whatever it is, but I don't feel the need to comment and start a fight or an argument with someone. I just, it's, I have better things to do with my life than fight about something that, you know, at the end of the day, maybe we don't even have control over or, you know, it it's out of our hands or I don't know. It just seems even, even if it's family, just stop following them on social media or walk away from the conversation. Like, you you don't have to sit there and be a part of something or just stand your ground and say, hey, I am not comfortable in this conversation right now. Or just say, I need to walk away. Like, we need to make that a normal thing for people to be able to walk away from something that's not comfortable for them. And if someone doesn't agree with you on something... It doesn't matter because and, it's their opinion. <laughs> Andy's great aunt was the best at that. She, when she was older, anytime we'd go to like a family function and she did not like the conversation that she was having, she would just, she wouldn't say anything. She would just turn around and walk away. And I was like, I want to be her when I grow up. She was, she was I awesome. Be that lady. <laughs> because she just, if she didn't want to be a part of the conversation, you know, she was older and she just, I'm not going to waste my time with that. And she'd walk away and it was hysterical. Right. And, and I, I think we've all been in a place where like, we want someone to understand where we're coming from, but at some point over explaining it is not making them understand it. Like, that's just giving your power away when you are constantly over explaining or trying to get your point across to someone that's just sitting there not acknowledging anything you're saying. It's like talking to a wall. We've all been there. So save your breath and be like, agree to disagree and go on with your day because some of people are never going to change. and. The more you try to argue with them, the louder they're going to get. And it's not worth it. Just just walk away. Just take a breath. 
have have a drink drink some water have 10 (laughs) have have a midnight margarita if you need yeah midnight (laughs) margarita but it's yeah i think it's okay to not be okay and it's okay to disagree it's life i what do you mean you can just disagree without telling the entire universe that you disagree Oh, man. That's crazy talk. Well, and I see so many people, like, sarcasm is so hard to judge online. And I'm some so people... sorry. A hundred percent of what I say is sarcastic. Right. And <laughs> some people can't read into sarcasm, even if you're standing in front of them. <laughs> and I think it's those people that get offended the most. Um, and have to comment on everything and like stick up for the per- person like first of all if I put lol at the end of something it's because I'm joking and I don't know how else to tell you that I'm joking <laughs> like it's <laughs> it's like when you say no offense before saying something if you say no offense then it doesn't count if you say lol <laughs> afterwards you know it doesn't count. It's not a real thing. Like, I'm joking. <laughs> Most people who use no offense are, are being offensive. offensive. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> no offense, but I'm going to say the most offensive thing ever to you right now. Okay, have a and, nice day. Yeah, and they honestly believe it. <laughs> not everyone is out to get you. And there are pe- un- mentally unstable people in the world and it does two of them <laughs> i'm not gonna fight with someone on a line at a store well there's no levels of unstable all right <laughs> might i judge you from afar if you're doing something stupid probably will i say it to your face no because it's not affecting me <laughs> now if you're screaming and yelling at me i'm gonna tell you to walk away or I'm gonna walk away <laughs> but just chill out eat a moon pie <laughs> eat a moon pie <laughs> did you see that tiktok no <laughs> oh, it's like just chill out eat a moon pie drink a mountain dew or something uh, something about a soda it's like a judge ch- telling some kid <laughs> to calm down <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's amazing. We all need someone in our lives to tell us to sit down and eat a moon pie. (laughs) For real though, I mean seriously, like I am just a, I'm an excitable person in general. So like when I'm excited, excited, I'm very excited. When I'm upset, I'm very upset. Like I'm excitable in all of those different emotional ways. And sometimes I definitely need, I need a babysitter to slap me and say, hello, <laughs> what are you doing? Calm down. Stop. I know Stop you're excited, but take it down 10 notches. <laughs> we have shirts. That's <laughs> How do they start? Yes. Yeah. Yes, we're a lot when we're together. No, we don't. Or we know we're obnoxious, something like that. But no, we don't care. <laughs> We make friends wherever we go. We do. Only if we're together, though, I feel like, because 
if I'm yeah, no, when we're by ourselves, we're like, don't talk to me, don't make eye contact. <laughs> I feel awkward. I'm in the grocery store doing normal things, but I feel awkward doing them. But if your phone rings in the middle of a liquor store, <laughs> who's calling you? <laughs> oh my god! Now you have to tell the story because you promised the people. I promised the people. All right. So, I, how many years ago was this? This is Ashley and mine's abusive relationship story. <laughs> this is where it started. It had to be like three years ago. It's not longer. Yeah. We were at the we were at the liquor store. We're not even big drinkers, if you would believe it. But anyway, first of all, it's Total Wine. It's amazing. <laughs> so we were at Total Wine. And we'd been hanging, I don't know, we were just bumming around and decided to go to Total Wine. And I think you were having a Lula party. Oh, that makes we sense. Had, we needed booze for the ladies. Booze. So we are shopping and I was joking and yelled out, uh, Kathy's phone rang and I yelled out. She thought Kathy's phone rang. And I go, <laughs> who's calling you? I'm with you. And some guy and his friend are like right next to us. And the guy turns around and goes, I'm sorry, because it was his phone that was ringing, not Kathy's. He slowly took it out of his pocket. <laughs> and they happened to be like going the same place that we were in this store. <laughs> yeah, probably like, thought you were going to beat me. Right. Yeah, he's like, great. Now he thinks we're in, abu- in an abusive relationship. And all I was really doing was trying to make a funny joke. Oh, I was laughing. <laughs> and it turned into this. This is just pretty much how my life works. I try to be funny and then I do something really stupid. I mean, he started laughing in the end. So I don't know if it was an uncomfortable laugh. Or Probably. <laughs> he thought you were going to attack him as well. Did I tell you, did I tell on here the Amazon delivery story? I don't remember the Amazon delivery story. Okay, we're to the laugh your butt off portion of our show. So last week, we'll just talk about how dumb I am. Uh, Last week, I got a text from my oldest son and he said, we're um, we're, going to need help carrying in the food when we get home. They had picked up food on their way home from soccer. So I'm assuming they're in the driveway already, which is why he's texting me that they need help. So I am wearing an oversized sweatshirt with very short shorts underneath. Okay? I have my hair just like pinned on top of my head in the craziest way possible. Uh, my makeup's probably just running down my face at this point because it's the end of the day. And I go upstairs to help them bring the food in. And I see Andy's car pull in the driveway. And I walk out. It's raining, by the way. I walk out into the driveway. And it is not my husband that had pulled in. It's the Amazon delivery driver. I look like I'm not wearing pants. Okay, I mean, sweatshirt was longer than the shorts, and he comes up and gives me this look like, "What on earth is wrong with you?" And I go, "I'm so sorry. I thought you were my husband. I wouldn't have come out here without pants on." And he goes, "Huh?" And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, 
He thinks I'm an idiot. I mean, I am, but so he leaves. I have this Amazon package. <laughs> then I tell I my mean, husband when he could have been in a towel. I mean, it could have been worse. worse. I've gone outside and worse. Let's be honest. I'm but sure he's seen worse. <laughs> Andy could not stop laughing and told like all of his friends what an idiot his wife is. Hey, he's lucky that his wife didn't go home with the Amazon truck. (laughs) I was crying laughing afterwards. I was like, what is wrong with me? Of course that would be what happened. Like, I mean, it's an easy thing to do. To walk outside without pants on? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Right on, right on. I mean, sometimes I have to throw pants or a shirt on, but otherwise, sometimes I have to happen to open, you know that you have to open the door and like stand behind your door and hope that you don't have to like go out further. Ma'am, we need you to come out and sign the package and (laughs) peek your head around the door. Please just leave it. It's the worst, like... When you accidentally open, because we're from the generation where the doorbell rings and you hide. You hide. (laughs) You don't open the door if you don't know who's there. Like, did you text me? Did you call me? Then you shouldn't be at my door. (laughs) There shall be no just stopping by in this day and age. No. must call me first. Unless you know the code to my door. Well, even if. Text me first. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. So I foolishly made the mistake of opening my door once and I was not wearing pants. And like this dude just keeps trying to talk to me about, I think it was voting, the school board voting or whatever. And I like just was not having it. And I'm like, I'm going to stop you. I'm not interested. And then I shut my door. And I also don't have pants on. <laughs> Please go away because this is awkward. <laughs> Did I order food? What what is happening? <laughs> no solicitors ever. Well sometimes I I um I judge it on if my sister opened her door first. <laughs> sometimes I I think that if it's something that she opened her door for, that I'm safe. Like, we know who's coming. Or, or that I, I they think... just murdered your sister's family first and then came to your whole second. Good thinking. Logical. Uh, maybe she shouldn't open her door for strangers. <laughs> like, I don't. But will she do that? Most likely, yes. But she's got annoying dogs. So... <laughs> That's the end of that. <laughs> That's the end of that. Correct. <sighs> so, it's... what are you are you reading anything right now? Books. Yeah, I was gonna just quick. I'm listening to an audio book that I was telling you about a little bit. I did just finish a book. It was surprisingly good. So the book that I am listening to on audiobook is called The Untethered Soul. And my dad actually suggested it to me. Um, and 
it talks a lot about so I would definitely I would definitely recommend this so far. I'm only a couple chapters in, but it talks a lot about the voice inside your head. And like it felt like the whole first two chapters was just talking directly to me. And it just it goes into the voice inside your head, what that voice is saying, what like your consciousness and what is actually you and what is, you know, outside influences and all of these things. And I found it so far to be very, very interesting. I would like to at some point, like, take some time to write some notes down about it to, to like, do an episode on. But I figured because we're all working on ourselves and we're all becoming our empathetic villain selves that I would let you guys know what we're reading sometimes. And if, I mean, I don't typically read self-help stuff just because I find it very boring for my brain. <laughs> but this, I, I, like I said, I feel like it's talking directly to me when I'm listening to it because it's, it's all the stuff like I've been working on and I've been thinking about and, you know, that I always have that dialogue going on in my head, you know, and so I'm only a couple chapters in, but that is my suggestion. If anyone is looking for something to read and you are into the self-help stuffs. My book on that would be, um, I believe it's called The Empath's Guide to Survival. I think I shared that with you once. Probably. Um, that was a really good one for me. And I think I go back and I read like parts of it. And she has like a journal too that goes with it. Um, but that helped me kind of compartmentalize like what I'm feeling and what might be someone else's feelings. Um, and just kind of categorize how that affects me and how it might affect other people that are empaths. I dig it. But um, a not self-help book that I'm currently reading <laughs> <laughs> is called The Last House on Needless Street by Carolina Ward. It's a fiction book. Uh, it's a kind of a thriller. Um, but I think it, within the story, it helps focus on um, how people's brains work, at least the characters in the story. Like, it keeps building and building and building. It's kind of like a murder mystery, missing person. Um and there's a lot of different characters, but they're all connected in a very interesting way that deals with mental health, health, sorry, and how without, I don't want to give it away, but. Um, you got me hooked already. You need to send me the after this. It's really it. interesting because like it deals with a lot of 
like we see in um, missing person cases or um, crimes or stuff, like just how people jump to jump the gun and will blame someone for something um, just based on a hunch or based on very little um, evidence. It was like you were talking about the other day where it's like, yeah, you can make any like any hypothesis work if you have the right character. Yeah. Right. So that's interesting. That's what science taught me. That's what I learned in ninth grade science was you can make your hypothesis work as long as you filter your (laughs) um, test subjects. Right, right. Like I can have a focus group, but I'm only going to pick these these people. So you're only going to have a biased opinion, right? Even though it's supposed to be unbiased, kind of like jurors. Like they do that, they pick who they think is going to be on their side. So it's not always fair. Yeah. Sorry, I took on a side. It's a really good book. And you should read it. <laughs> oh, at first I was like, this is this is kind of weird. But it's got a really interesting ending that I was like, whoa. <laughs> now I want to read it. I, I usually only read stupid, cheesy romance novels. I had to stop reading those. I, they made point, my heart hurt. I know. I just like... I... I I like books that make me think and like, you know, mystery type yeah. thriller books. But then like I'm Ooh. always the last one to go to bed at night and then I'm panicking by myself if, <laughs> you know, if there's too much, you know, action going on or whatever in it. Really? That one is not so it's about like a missing girl and that's like how it starts out. And then, um, you know what, this- though? What I just said doesn't even make sense because I will fall asleep to murder mystery stuff. That's true. I just like what makes it creepier about being on a page? I don't know because your imagination is running more. Listen, you hypocrite. <laughs> Everything I say is hypocritical. I give up. <laughs> Everything um, I say as it's coming out of my mouth, my brain's like, but you don't always do that. You also do this. So, like, how can I? How can I listen to murder to soothe me to sleep, but I can't read it? I have been, so there have been a few books that um, I've been, so I'm the type of person that typically can predict the ending of things. Um, It takes a lot to like throw me off guard, but there. Yeah, she does it with my life too. It's really annoying. (laughs) But there have been a few books that I just read that um, it either took me to like the very last chapter to figure it out or um, like I didn't figure it out at all. So one of them is Sometimes I Lie by Alice Feenley. I think she had another one um, that I read. ADHD trick tip. I was trying to say trick and tip at the same time. Anyways, 
trick for if you have ADHD, um, start a book list on your computer or phone or whatever of books you want to read because I never remember to write them down. We should do that. We should make a list for people. I would love to. I started because I'll see something like on Facebook show, you know, this book and be like, oh, I really want to read that. And then I'll screenshot it and then I'll never go back to the screenshot. So I finally started like just making a list of the books I want to read and having it somewhere accessible. Like we can do a whole episode on my no, there's an app for that. It's called Goodreads. Just well, saying. so here's what I've been doing. <laughs> because I, I don't know. I just like technology is weird for me. I use it all day at work. And then when I want to do stuff for my own life, it's like I'd rather write it on a piece of paper. So like I still had a daily planner. I still have one in my purse. So I finally downloaded a planner on my iPad and I've created a couple different like journals. So what I like about the planner app that I have is I can make different journals for all the things. So like I have one for our podcast. I have one for my home stuff. I have one for my work stuff. And then like I started a book one. So I'm going in there every day and I'm seeing all of those things, you know, so I'm seeing, okay, let's go into the work to-do list and whatever else there may be. So I'm trying to train my brain to like, there's one place for you to get all the information you need Go there and that's where your lists are because I love lists. I love being organized, but sometimes my brain works faster than, you know, my hand or whatever. And I just can't stop thinking of things and being able to sit there and write them down. I actually remember things sometimes. It's crazy. So proud of you. Thank you. I'm trying. I bought a planner. I think I wrote in once. I love my planner and I will like, I will religiously use it for like a good four or five months. And then I get to like halfway, you know, almost halfway through the year and I'm like, everything's a disaster. Nobody knows what's going on. Chaos. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm, I'm trying to force myself to, you know, be more organized with home stuff because if if I can stay on top of things more, then I have more free time and I don't need to spend all of my free time, you know, redoing the cleaning or, re, you know, all of these things. So trying to like organize all of that, I'm working really hard. But book list is one of the things that I was like, I want on my list because I consistently am looking for new books to read. And then I can never remember the like 10 that people told me about or whatever. So right. it's the dumbest thing ever, but writing it down or like I'm bringing my iPad with me everywhere now and making notes in there for that kind of stuff. Well, right. And like, I'm not, I'm not a big like book club person. Because sometimes didn't it's we just try not... to do a book club? You did, and that book was awful, and I hated book clubs. <laughs> <laughs> you guys did it for like one month, and then you invited all the people to the book club, and then you guys like gave up on it. So <laughs> sounds like something I would do. Correct. I was very upset. I still own that book, and it's awful. <laughs> Why don't you get rid of it? It's a digital book. Oh. 
Throw the whole iPad away, okay? (laughs) It's like one of those self-help books, but like the writer and a lot of people love that book and I'm not going to call her out on it. But like, I just felt like she was complaining the whole time and like, well, just get over yourself. And like my boyfriend at the time wasn't nice to me and I walked away and then I went back to him like that's not a a good role model story you want to tell people (laughs) like yeah he was a jerk and I gave him a second chance and now we're married like okay cool but like yeah give people second chances but that's not really a get over yourself kind of moment <laughs> like you're trying to build people up like, right. this isn't a memoir of your life <laughs> i don't know i have very strong opinions on things like that <laughs> clearly it's very upsetting for me <laughs> i'm so sorry it's fine it's fine. Everything's fine. Do not recommend. <laughs> well, that people trick you into reading books. I usually I'm kind of the same way with books and movies and TV shows and stuff. Like I have to be hooked in pretty quickly. Books I can usually like I've purchased and if I've purchased an item, I'm going to read the book, right? Like I will force myself to do it. But sometimes like I have to be hooked in pretty early on. Otherwise I get bored and I'm like, okay, when's something good going to happen? And sometimes I like don't need all the backstory and stuff. But then also I'll ask a billion questions if I don't have backstory. So again, I'm just a walking contradiction 24-7. I get real annoyed with the language of books. Like I understand Like, sometimes they're looking for a certain audience or whatever, which, okay, I'll deal with that. But, like, sometimes it's just unnecessary or just poor grammar. And there's there's this new grammatical thing that's happening that I don't understand and I don't like it and it's annoying me. And also, can you, like... Spell every weird word out phonetically for me, please, because my brain the whole time can't focus on if it's said this way or it's said this way or if this letter is silent. Oh, my gosh. It drives me insane. Okay, but can you explain to me why we're not allowed to say snuck anymore? Like everything is sneaked. And I don't (laughs) believe that that's a word, but it's been in a good handful of books that I've listened to lately. <laughs> snuck. Snuck is the correct word. It's not like hang. Hanged. Nope. nope. It's not like that. Nope. It's snuck. You're she wrong. Snuck down the stairs. That's how it was on the old old timeline. We're on a new timeline now. So everything is sneaked. We sneaked down the stairs. I don't even it feels gross on my tongue. <laughs> I need Rachel. Dr. Rachel, I need I need, need your Dr. Rachel. I need your advice. Snuck. What happened to the word snuck? Snuck. 
I'm like so bad with grammar too and spelling, and I'm just I a am hot as mess. well. But that's like a word that I learned. <laughs> I told you that was an alternate timeline, dude. You don't like it? Don't That'll like be it. our next Patreon. Make it go back. Make it um, go back. No, our next Patreon will be about shifting timelines. Timelines. Yeah. <laughs> And things that we've lost, like the Fruit of the Loom cornucopia. We should do that. Write that down. It's the only reason I know what a cornucopia is. It happened. I <laughs> We went so off track. <laughs> I know we did, but I have to write this down before I forget. <sighs> Alternate universe, universes? Reality? Thank you, because I already forgot what I was typing. <laughs> No, it's called the Mandela effect. It Correct. has to do with alternate um, timelines. Listen, we all love a little Loki. I am a big fan of Loki. I don't know what that means. I think it is a... Excuse me? Hello? <laughs> Hello? Andy? I need Andrew. Please. Please don't yell at me. Loki? Thor, Wonder Woman, I hate you, (laughs) Scarlet Witch, I'm not even like a nerd nerd, ma'am. Yes, you are. We're both nerds. Slightly. Well, I guess we'll have to have another girls weekend and you'll have to make me watch all that stupid stuff. I don't want to watch all that stuff. I just want you to know what it is. Like, I know what Wonder Woman is. Captain Marvel? No. Okay. Michelle tries to get me to watch this stuff all the time. And I Okay, think- but like the the Thor or like the Avenger movies are funny. Like I'm not a comic book person, but I think like Disney has I don't know if it's Disney, is it Disney or Warner Brothers? They're all owned by the same person now, right? I don't know. They acquired them <laughs> to me. <make> <laughs> I feel like they did a really good job, like, making it a movie for everyone because it's funny. <laughs> like, I'm not a serious comic book person, but, like, so maybe it's written like that in the comic books. But, like, it's just funny and cute. And I love Thor and I love Loki. And it's just, you need to watch it. Please watch it. Okay, I will watch it. Ah, well, everyone, everyone, please watch it. Everyone, go watch it. Well, we will plan that for our Patreon episode then. I think that would be really fun. So we got to finish setting up our Patreon and then we can record for that and we'll do a fun, fun, weird and wacky episode for you guys. So, and we also are trying to do a Dear Empath episode. So, if anybody wants advice on anything um, or wants us to talk it out between the two of us to help you come up with something or if you need to get something off your chest, you can send something to our email at empatheticvillainspodcast at gmail.com. Um, 
We're on Instagram. You can send us an Instagram message. We're on Facebook, and we are also on YouTube. Yay, Kathy got us on YouTube. Go, Kathy, go! The episodes are not always current on YouTube, but they will be. We will get (laughs) there. They're all on there now. You're all growing Um, with us. Yes. We'll figure technology out someday. Maybe. Maybe. But as always, we wish you all a supportive healing journey. And thank you for joining us for the ride. Healing ain't easy. Nope, nope, nope. All right, guys. We will see you later. Bye. Bye.